Section 104 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abby J. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. With Snow Elves and Snow Hills. The Snow Elves. Now you must know that in those early times, when autumn days grew pale, there came a troop of childlike forms from that cold mountain top. With trailing garments through the air they came, or walked the ground with girded loins, and threw spangles of silvery frost upon the grass, and edged the brooks with glistening parapets, and built it crystal bridges, touched the pool, and turned its face to glass, or rising thence, they shook from their full laps the soft light snow, and buried the great earth as autumn winds bury the forest floor with heaps of leaves. But when the spring came on, what terror reigned among these little people of the snow? To them the sun's warm beams were shafts of fire, and the soft south wind was the wind of death. Away, away they flew, all with pretty scowl upon their childish faces to the north, or scampered upward to the mountain's top, and there defied their enemy the spring, skipping and dancing on the frozen peaks, and molding little snowballs in their palms, and rolling them to crush her flowers below, down the steep snowfields. William Cullen Bryant The Little People of the Snow Snow Blanche Folktale from Nizhny Novgorod So it happened. The man's name was Ivan, and his wife's Marie. They lived in a little house in a village. They had no children. They were very lonesome, and their only comfort was to watch their neighbor's children playing in the street. One winter's day the snow was lying knee-deep, and some children were playing while the two old people watched them from the window. The little ones were making a snowman. Suddenly Ivan smiled and said, Wife, let us play too. Let us make a snowwoman. Why should we not? said Marie. But instead, let us make a dear child, a little girl. She will be nicer than a snow woman. Thou art right, said Ivan, laughing. So the two went into their garden and began to make a snow doll. First they made a tiny body, then tiny hands and feet. On the top of this they placed a ball of snow and shaped it into a head with nose and chin and two holes for eyes. Then Ivan carefully drew two lines for lips but scarcely had he finished these when he felt against his hand a puff of something warm like breath. He started back. He looked at the snow doll. Its eyes were sparkling with life. Its lips had suddenly reddened and were parted in a sweet smile. Look, look, wife, he cried. Is it good or is it magic? The snow child bent its head and moved its tiny arms and legs. Oh, Ivan, cried Marie. God has sent us a little one at last. And rushing toward the snow child, she covered it with kisses. Then the snow peeled off, and a little girl sprang out of it and threw herself into Marie's arms. Oh, Snow Blanche, Snow Blanche, cried Marie with delight as she carried the little one into the house. That was a joyful winter for Ivan and Marie. Snow Blanche grew more and more beautiful every hour. In a few weeks she had grown so fast that she appeared like a girl of fifteen instead of a little child. Her form was tall and slender. Her eyes were blue like forget-me-nots. Her hair was yellow as gold and flowed to her knees, 
while her skin was pearly white and delicately transparent. She was so sweet and happy that the village girls came every evening to chat with her. They loved Snow Blanche dearly. You see, Ivan, said Marie over and over again, that God has sent us happiness instead of sorrow. Alas, nothing in this world exists forever, answered her husband, shaking his head. So the winter passed, and the sun of early springtime began to pour its bright rays upon the earth, melting the snow and warming the cold ground. Green grass sprang up, little red, yellow, and blue flowers showed their heads, birds sang merrily in the trees, and the village girls met at Ivan's cottage and sang, Hast thou come, sweet spring, sweet spring, sweet spring, new life and joy to our hearts to bring? But Snow Blanche sat silent and sad. What ails thee, dear child? asked Marie. Art thou ill? Why art thou sorrowful and downcast? Tis nothing. "'Tis nothing, my mother,' answered Snow Blanche. But when all the snow was gone, and the sun began to shed warmer rays upon the earth, Snow Blanche grew more and more sorrowful. She sought the shadiest parts of the wood, hiding under the trees like a shy white lily. When it rained, she delighted to walk by the margin of the lake, where the weeping willows trailed their hanging branches in the clear water, and she gathered up hailstones as if they were precious pearls. Spring passed, and summer came. The hot rays of the sun burned the grass and flowers. Then Snow Blanche sat drooping and weeping all the day long. One lovely evening the village girls came, and taking Snow Blanche by the hand, tenderly coaxed her with them to the wood. There they linked their arms around her, and danced, and sang, and wreathed garlands for her head. Then, as the sun was gone down, and it was quite cool, they built a little bonfire of dried leaves. Snow Blanche drew apart. "'Come, dear friend,' they cried to her merrily. "'Now we are going to run. Thou must run, too.' Clapping their hands, they laughed and skipped through the fire. Then they heard a deep sigh behind them. They turned. Snow Blanche was gone. "'Where is she? Where is she?' they cried. "'Oh, our sweet Snow Blanche! Surely she is hiding for fun.' And they searched under the bushes and everywhere, but they could not find her. They wandered about, calling her name. Perhaps she has gone home, they said, so they went back to the village. But Snow Blanche was not there. That night and the next day, and for many days after, the neighbors searched the wood in vain. Ivan and Marie were in despair. Nothing could comfort them. Marie wandered among the trees, calling and calling her darling child's name and listening for the sound of her sweet voice. But Snow Blanche was gone forever. And where was she gone? Had a fierce wild beast devoured her? Ah, no. Snow Blanche had run through the flames which her friends had kindled. She had dissolved into a thin vapor, and, rising through the trees, had mounted into the transparent evening sky. End of section 104